It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's play, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. I'm Chuck. He's Ben. Ben Garrett, the baseball and basketball man for Ole Miss Spirit, Jack of All Trades for 247 Network. Ben, how are you doing, brother? I'm good. Um, tomorrow's Talk of Champions guest is Keith Carter, so let me go ahead and get that plug in. There. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, I asked the questions I thought Ole Miss fans would want asked. I'll just tease it like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we know you're going you're gonna to ask legitimate questions. You always do. <laughs> um, you push me out there. Say, Ben, you be the bad guy. Well, I'm the only homer around here, but mm. uh, I, I wear that label pl- proudly. Um, ben... Um, lot to talk about tonight. This Egg Bowl week, obviously, um, we'll get to that later. But right now, basketball's hot and heavy. The Rebels coming off a 87-86 loss to a very good Memphis team. But I got to say, uh, I didn't think we played very well for the first 30 minutes and uh, dug ourselves kind of a hole. And I don't know whether that's encouraging, discouraging, what to think of it. I'll tell you what it is. It is encouraging that they fought back from 16 points down. Now, Memphis didn't have James Wiseman. He's going to be the number one overall pick in next year's NBA draft. But that team still, top-end talent, has far more than Ole Miss does. But Ole Miss and Memphis are comparable as far as what they're going to be, and that's the belief that they're NCAA tournament teams. For Ole Miss, what was discouraging is Devontae Shuler, for the first time really, 
against a comparable team, playing point guard, did not handle the pressure of Memphis that they put on him from tip. It was full-court press. That was the um, emphasis for Penny going in. And then Brienne has a tendency, if his offense isn't going well, to let it bleed into other aspects of his game. He starts three for four. He's engaged defensively. Then he, then he only makes one of his next 12. And what happens? The defense suffers, and Memphis, which is a team that wants to run, routinely got behind him and Devontae over and over again to build that lead. Transition defense was, it was awful. terrible. And and that's what made Kermit so upset. I don't blame him. And you heard him, uh, well, we heard him sitting behind him effectively during the game. And also, as he mentioned in the pro- post-game press conference, that's an emphasis for this. That was the emphasis when he arrived on campus. They do, they do transition defense every day in practice. That is their number one emphasis and that's the worst, one of the worst performances transitionally that they've had all year. Well, ever since Kermit got here, actually. But another thing, too, and I know we got to move on here, but K.J. Buffett didn't stay on the floor in the second half. He only played six minutes. Hadim Sy only played four minutes in the first half. They have not been allowed an opportunity, has Kermit Davis and staff, to play those guys extended minutes together. And until they do that, you don't know what this team is yet. Good to see Blake Henson come back. I thought he played well. Oh, God, if they hadn't had him, they'd probably lose by double digits. Yep. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. 
This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Rhino coming in here with some rut. You think Yancey would have known that? No. no. At Ceasefire, Black Friday starts now. Get deals like your choice of top smartphone free with trade-in, a free line of unlimited for a year when you switch two lines, and more. Find tons of incredible deals at ceasefire.com backslash Black Friday. Ceasefire, customer-inspired. Let's go to the control room now with Mr. Jack Schultz and Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. The biggest news around Ole Miss during the bye week was Keith Carter becoming the permanent athletic director after serving as the interim AD since May. A four-year starter of the Rebel basketball team, he helped lead Ole Miss to SEC West titles in 97 and 98, earning All-American honors his senior season. He then joined the athletic department in 2009 and served as the executive director of the foundation beginning in 2012. In his introductory press conference, Carter gave a vote of confidence for Matt Luke ahead of the Egg Bowl this week. The annual rivalry game will kick off at 6.30 on Thanksgiving evening. Mississippi State is 5-6 and six overall, 2-5 and five in SEC play, in need of a win to earn a bowl berth. Ole Miss, meanwhile, is 4-7 and seven overall, 2-5 and five in SEC play. A win for the Rebels would give them an outside chance for an APR bowl berth. Ole Miss basketball heads north to face Penn State in the first of two NIT tip-off games in Brooklyn on Wednesday. The Rebels tip off against Penn State at 4 p.m. They will then face either Oklahoma State or Syracuse on Friday evening. Kermit Davis's team will look to rebound from a heartbreaking loss to Memphis on Saturday. Their comeback bid falling just short, 87-86. to Foul trouble in the front court plagued the Rebels most of the game, and Kermit Davis talked about the need to solve that problem moving forward. The women's basketball team is off to a 3-2 and start. They host Sam Houston State tomorrow night at 6. Tickets are $1 for fans giving. If you're in Oxford, go support Coach Yo and the Lady Rebs. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Good job as usual. I mean, he messed up. He said, Yancey, it was Ben. But <laughs> well, that's recording, yeah, you know. <laughs> don't give away the secrets, Chuck. <laughs> that's not a secret. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, um, before we went to the break, we talked about Blake Henson. Um, I got to say, I, I never anticipated he'd be that sharp. I didn't think uh, I didn't think Kermit would play him 21 minutes, 15 points. I mean, hey. He was great. He took a couple of shots that he would like to have back, but that's nitpicking. Because when, when you looked at what he did, mm-hmm. uh, he looked every bit as Blake Henson as he was last year. And no fear shooting threes, doing a lot of dirty work. When he came in, he subbed in, I think, around the 15-minute mark of the first half. And the first responsibility he drew was D.J. Jeffries. Now you see, if you're an Ole Miss fan, why Ole Miss so desperately wanted D.J. Jeffries um, yeah, he's, he's a good dynamic, player. dynamic player. He's an NBA player. But Blake drew that responsibility, and I thought that was telling. And Kermit has made it known that he trusts Blake above everybody else. And I think it's a testament to 
not only Blake's work ethic and his personality and his energy and everything he brings, but the voice he provides a team that needs it. Because, yes, Brian is their unofficial captain. He's their scoring leader. But Blake is the guy that is the engine that makes it go. Mm-hmm. And getting him that. back in and getting him into the starting lineup sooner rather than later will only benefit Ole Miss. And I was wrong about something. I, I thought that Kermit ideally wanted a starting lineup because of the early returns of Hadim C. and Sammy Hunter at the five, of Devontae Brienne, Luis Rodriguez, Blake at the four, KJ at the five. Precious feasted on KJ and Blake um, at the five and four, respectively. It was bad. And because they're just, you know, Blake's 226. This is the lightest he's ever been in his mm-hmm. basketball playing career. They're not going to be able to hold up. He tried it three times, that lineup, in the first half, including um, after the under three timeout. It didn't work out. Uh, Memphis was able to extend it out. What he wants is Hadim C. and K.J. Buffin to stay on the floor. And for Hadim to only play four minutes because of foul trouble in the first half, and then for K.J. to foul out for the second time in five games and only play six minutes in the second half, that was the biggest issue. Because if you can have Blake at the three and those two bigs, it completely changes what you do. Mm-hmm. I can and see that. that's where this team... They have every bit the potential to make it back to the NCAA tournament to match the greatest accomplishment in basketball history, and that's the Sweet 16. But to do that, little stuff like KJ and the fouls, the stupidity of the fouls that he said himself were dumb. Blake getting back into shape, like you said, he looked great. And Devontae settling down and being the consistent point guard that he was last year. That's what you need. And you knew they were going to trip up a little bit. He can't. He, he's got to quit trying to do so much. Do, yeah, you can't just do much. everything. Um, Hadeem. What I saw, best player in the second half. Like the first four or five minutes of the second half is, I think, what we're going to see out yes. of the DMC. Going to be a completely different player by SEC play in January. There are going to be times where he's going to frustrate you. You wonder what the heck is he doing, but that second half it showed you what makes him so valuable and what will make him such a good player for Ole Miss. In one half, nine points matched the team high in rebounds with six. He was three for five from the field. And he provided a presence at the rim when Precious, who's going to be a one-and-done player, was effectively feasting on anybody else they put him up against. Mm-hmm. And he stretched out to three. That's right. two made threes for him. Bruce All Stevens right. barely made two threes last year. Um, the NIT tip-off tournament yes. is this week. Penn State Wednesday at 4 p.m. And then Friday, if they beat Penn State, mm-hmm. which I expect they will, they get the winner of Oklahoma State and Syracuse. At eight o'clock, if they lose to Penn State, they get the loser of Oklahoma State and Syracuse at six o'clock Friday, and then next Tuesday come Butler. in here against Butler. Man, this the, Kermit has made himself a nice schedule. I mean, he's he's going to find out what he's made of before he gets to SEC. If you come out of this two and two, that's a heck of a win, and that's what Ole Miss fans need to understand. You weren't going to go four and zero in this stretch. You come out two and two, you've done well for yourself. Penn State, that's a veteran team. That's a sneaky, tough game. KJ's going to be really important. He's got to stay on the floor. Amen. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors. Hang tight. Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline.
2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why Seaspire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the Seaspire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at seaspire.com/mission. Avanakin's Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakin's Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanakin's Diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanakin's Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany, or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Um, any more last thoughts on basketball, Ben? I, 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 I think you hit on the important stuff. Uh, again, going back to the Memphis game, uh, for them to come and make it a one-point game, even though it didn't feel like a one-point game. It but it was a like one-possession game. I mean, they made a yeah. good run at it. Yeah. Um, really, you could say and argue – they beat themselves in that game. Mm-hmm. And I can make that case now. They A loss is a loss is a loss. There are going to be no moral victories anywhere. Not with, in this, team, not, not no. with this team. So they should have won that game. They lost it. That's the end of it. Um, one final thought has nothing to do with basketball. Neil Pert is the greatest drummer of all time. And we didn't get to talk about it because Rush came in in you know, the last break. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to get that out there. You know, Chuck and I disagree on a lot of music, but Neil Pert's the greatest drummer of all time. No, we disagree on that, too. Yep, My sorry. favorite guy just died, Ginger Baker oh. from Cream. Oh, like I didn't know. Well, I didn't. I'm not Yancey. Okay? <laughs> Bay City Rollers. All right. Um uh, Let's talk a little bit about Sammy Hunter. Mm-hmm. What do you think about his progress to this point? Um, I think, a little passive, I thought, against yeah, Memphis. I think he's been exactly what I expected. He he arrived really late. Don't forget, he didn't get the summer. He was dealing with academics. He didn't enroll until August, so he didn't get even the benefit of an off season. So he's learning on the fly. Um, what hurt Ole Miss 
you remember last year if Devontae Shuler went down, there was nobody to step in and play point guard. Now, it was going to be D.C. Davis or it would have been Brian Tyree, but there was no depth. He was the guy that could not go down. This year, the player that cannot go down is K.J. Buffin. And he put his team in a bad position filing out because then his 14 minutes in the second half went to Sammy Hunter and then Tavian Column. And both of them flashed what they can be, but they're mm-hmm. not ready. Sammy's not ready, not because he's not there physically, but because he just hasn't had the time to settle into what Kermit Davis wants on both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. Dude's not ready physically. He's just got to get there physically. So I think that Sammy is going to be a great player in time. I think as a sophomore – the jump is going to be enormous. As a freshman, you're just going to have to live with the ups and downs and the and the passivity, like you mentioned, offensively. That's just part of it for him. I don't think he trusts his jumper right now. It's more about for him, can you do the dirty work that they need you to do when K.J. or Hadeem's not on the floor? Can you rebound? Can you hang with those bigs down low? Because that kid can step out to three. He can do a lot of things that impress you, but I just don't think that he's got his feet underneath him yet because of the late arrival, so we don't even know what Sammy is. Another thing, I, I think Kermit's got to get a little more offensively out of Rodriguez or his minutes oh, will go down. Yeah. I mean, look look at what happened to Carlos Curry. Carlos Curry played a lot of minutes the first two games. He played one minute game before last, and he didn't play a single minute against Memphis. When K.J. got in foul trouble, when Hadim C. excuse me, Hadim C. got in foul trouble, they didn't go to Carlos. Mm-hmm. Kermit Davis is not afraid with this team if you're not performing – the minutes are going to go down. They're going to diminish. So for Luis, he's done a lot of good, and I think he's a great player. I, I love Luis Rodriguez. But offensively, can you do like those floaters in the lane? Be a poor man's Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark for Gonzaga, they didn't rely on him to shoot threes. He can make them if they needed to. Needed to but they want Luis playing in the middle of the floor offensively. And those floaters that he missed against Memphis, those matter. Mm-hmm. They count up. And when you're getting the lead for Memphis that's building up to 15, 16, 17 points, those floaters, they hurt you even more. So if you're Luis, play your game around the rim, be efficient in the mid-range. So far, he has not been that. And if he can get there, he's going to be a dynamic player. He's going to be a poor man's Brandon Clark or poor man's Terrence Davis who's tearing it up in the NBA now. All right, we got four or five more minutes for the break or, or before I do Rebel Flashback. Uh, let's talk about the Egg Bowl before we get Tom Luke on here. We're going to get Tom Luke at 6.30. Um, what's your take on this? You're not going to like it, but this is my take on it. I think it sucks that this game has now become the most important thing for both of these programs, just four years removed from the game mattering in terms of where these teams would end up in access bowls. And because of all of the mess and all of the vitriolic nature of the rivalry, now it's settled into the Egg Bowl is all that matters. And that's just unfortunate because these programs, specifically Ole Miss, because that's who we cover, these programs, Ole Miss in particular, aspire for more than just winning the Egg Bowl. You know, though, Ben, we know how we got there. How did oh, State yeah. get there? Oh, because I don't for that. State, it was it was a matter of just taking down Ole Miss. It didn't matter if it was a murder suicide. They just wanted to make sure that Ole Miss went down. And so I guess point, when Mullen left, that was. I yeah. mean, that was it. Was he the was he the guy that was just? I mean, I look. I couldn't stand Dan Mullen, but I I respect him as a coach. Yeah. I respect him as a coach, and I think he's going to do 
big things at Florida, and he did good things at Mississippi State. I mean, who would have ever thought back in, what, 14 or 15, they'd been number one in the country sure. for six weeks yeah. before Alabama knocked them off. Mm-hmm. And then we beat them in the Egg Bowl in Oxford. Um, Dak Prescott, their best team ever. And that, But that's when the Egg Bowl meant more yeah, 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 than yeah. just being background noise for all these families across the country that are eating Thanksgiving dinner. Now... No one cares about this nationally. Now it's back to being in the Mississippi bubble as this rivalry. Yeah. And this rivalry should mean more than that. Yeah. And Matt Luke got his job based on winning the Egg Bowl. Good for him. Um, you lost last year. You, this game feels important because whether or not Matt wins it, he's trying to build momentum for next year. But, Recruiting. Recruiting. But even still, um, no matter the result of the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss should aspire for more. And I hate that Ole Miss has now gotten down into the muck with Mississippi State. So should State. State, 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 State should aspire to more. more. Yeah, no question. That's pretty pretty hard uh, take on it, but it, it's still important. It's how I feel, man. Yeah, I, I, no, no, and I, I I I agree with you, but at the same time, it's still important to me. <laughs> well, I you want to win. Yeah. I, I will say it would be nice if they de-emphasized the Egg Bowl as far as put it earlier in the year when both teams are actually playing for something. Because at the end of the year, both of these teams just trying to get to a bowl, be it through the APR path or State getting six wins, it just doesn't feel important. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. It's still important. LSU left the Magnolia Bowl trophy on the field. They left the boot against Arkansas on the field. Ole Miss, not saying they should leave the Egg Bowl trophy on the field. I'm just saying... They should aspire for higher. That's it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And I think they do aspire for higher. They're just in one of those cycles right now. Yeah, where it feels like this is the only game that matters. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel <laughs> Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive. You can rent, buy, or have repaired all your own equipment at Rebel Equipment. Well, last week we flashed back to the 15-14 two-point conversion game of 1997 for one Egg Bowl memory. But this week we're going to recall another Egg Bowl win, this time over Dak Prescott and the number 4-ranked Bulldogs of 2014. A win for MSU would probably put them in the BCF playoff. But the Revs had other ideas. Several things stood out in that 31-17 Ole Miss victory. One, while... Quarterback Bo Wallace was only 13 of 30 passing. His completions were good for 296 yards. Tight end Evan Ingram, who's now starring with the New York Giants as much as you can with that pitiful team, (laughs) put on a show hauling in five uh, passes for 176 yards. But ironically, he didn't score a touchdown. I don't know if you remember this, Ben. But two times he was run down after long gains at the one-yard line. Oh, my God. And then we punched it in. Uh, another thing, tailback Jalen Walton gained 148 yards on 14 carries, but his 91-yarder starting to the right, cutting back left and down the MSU sidelines is one of the nails in the Bulldogs' coffin. Again, the Rebel defense led by defensive end Marquise Haynes, linebacker C.J. Johnson, and star Tony Connor harassed Prescott the whole game, sacking him numerous times. The Rebel defense also held the Bulldog run game to a negligible yardage, another key in the contest. Yeah, it was a great night in Oxford when the Rebels beat arguably Mississippi State's best team in their history 
and likely kept them out of the BCS playoffs in a year when they spent five weeks at number one in the nation. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. Here's a little trivia question for you. Do you remember the last person that Jalen Walton beat to get to the end zone on that 90-yard run that he had? One Will Redmond. And everybody remembers Will Redmond because of, you know, yeah, yeah, the NCAA stuff. And I thought that was a nice and little appropriate way for Jalen to get to the end zone. That's one of my favorite plays of all time. I know that I try to be impartial and all that thing, but, I mean, we all have our moments. And that Jalen Walton run was just, it was the best. Because yeah. he was so small and he ran into the gut of that defense, mm-hmm. got outside, and just outran everybody. Yeah, That and Jeff Scott's rolling over the defender at Vanderbilt. Those two runs for me will always be. I liked, uh, I liked the halfback pass by Jordan Wilkins, too, to Cody yes. Core. Remember, that was yes. the last score in that game. God, think of that talent. Cody Core still in the NFL. Jordan Wilkins is still in the NFL. You mentioned, uh, I hate it for Tony Connor, but you mentioned Evan Ingram. Just so much talent on those rosters. Mm-hmm. And I know Ole Miss wants to get back, but I'm going to say this. The positive, there's generational talent in John Rice Plumley, whatever you want to say about his passing, in Jerry Ely and a number of others that if they can keep it on campus, stay healthy, stay healthy, they have a shot. And in my opinion, the excuses go away if veteran John Rice Plumley and Jerry Ely, if you can't win with that group, if you can't win with that group, I just don't know what you're saying. Well, he needs another class, so. Because 16 and 17 classes aren't panning out. I yeah. Mean, well, the 17 class, you have to, he has to accept some blame for it. And there's some, but they were also recruiting to uh, some tough circumstances. I get that too. But you're right. They do need more talent on campus, but you can see it. You can mm. see a pathway to Ole Miss being legitimate or at least contending for an SEC West at some so, point. You can see it. I can see it. But there are a lot of Rebel fans right now that can't see it. And I understand and where they, they come from. Yeah. Know? And they, you know, so they got to go out there and prove because it on the field. This is a win. This is a results oriented business. No question. And Ole Miss has lost every winnable game this year. That's right. Beat State. Yeah. The end. Uh, well, I'll never, I'll never be convinced by anybody that we shouldn't have beaten Memphis and Cal. I'm with, I'm with you. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm same way. You, you know, and I don't mean that as a knock on Memphis. They're they're a good football team. I have nothing but great respect for Matt Luke. I think he's a great dude. Personally, like him a lot. But the, but again, in every winnable game this year, they lost. Yeah. And Missouri's tanked. I mean, just, yeah. they had their chances. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back, Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Um, we're now very pleased to have Mr. Tom Luke with us now as the Rebels prepare for 
Thursday night's Egg Bowl, and uh, Tom was out at practice today. And how's it going out there, brother? Good, Chuck. How you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. We got Ben Garrett here, and me, and you, and uh, just gonna talk a minute about these rebels. But first, I want you to reminisce a little bit. You you were in three <laughs> Egg Bowls. Heck yeah, he was. Uh, you were two and one. Well, you won in 89 and 90, lost in 91. What do you remember about those games? Uh, the one we lost. <laughs> <laughs> really? You know, like I said, it's never never good to, uh, to do that. Like I said, uh, you know, I was a part of, the, I guess, the uh, the three we won in Jackson and then uh, then come, you know, the first one they ever put on campus. Never got a chance to play them in Oxford, but uh, it was part of the very first one where we lost down in Starkville. You know, uh, that's the one I remember the most, the one you lost. So you kind of put the other three, and you know, uh, as you know, you want to expect to win, and uh, and then you regret the one you didn't. Tom, do you ever think that Ole Miss should play that Ole Miss and State should play that game in Jackson again? I would or love is it, it better like that they're said. playing? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, like I said, I mean, I just but but that's what I grew up. That was the era that I grew up in. I thought it was special. You know, it was a fifty-fifty crowd. It was something to look forward to right there in the center of the state in the state capital, and you got a chance to go go against a uh, you know an SEC rival, an in-state rival, an SEC rival, and usually that SEC game means something. And uh, I thought it was always great to play it right there in Jackson. Put it on the record, Chuck. Tom Luke wants the Egg Bowl back in Jackson. <laughs> I got you. Hey, bud, did you you played in '88 then, huh? I didn't know I, well, that. I was, I, I was the third string quarterback. Traveled to every game, and uh, and back then, of course, you didn't have the four game grace period. So, uh, you know, I, I got held out, but I was on the I was on the team and was was there. I was there. Never played. I got time, you. But, I got you. But I was there, and uh, so for my four years, we went three and one. But uh, it's how I got to count it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, so tell me about the actual uh, playing in the game. Is is it uh, more intense? The emotions of playing in it, the the pride, the state pride. The I mean, you're a Mississippi guy. You're born and raised on the coast, and I mean, I I know it had to mean as much to you as as any game you ever played in. That's right. Yeah, it does. It, it was a uh, it's something that's uh, important to you. You know, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, it's a you decide early on who you're who you're pulling for and um, and who you're going to support. And uh, you know, Ole Miss was somewhere that I always knew that you know I was going to pull for. And that that game right there was bragging rights. It was you know the rest of the year. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was kind of like you're finishing off your going away party, your last game. On how you want to put it, you know, it's it's how you wanted to live the rest of the uh, the rest of the year. Was was based off that game, and uh, you know it's 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 something that you take pride in, and you look you look forward to, and uh, you know it's it's great competition, and it's fun, and uh, you know, uh, like I said, I uh, I hope our players you know feel the same way. I was just what I was just going to ask you: Do you see that level of of intensity in the modern player that uh, you guys had back in the late eighties and early nineties that? toward this game or is it more just another game well no i, I think it is it's a, it's a it's a lot towards this game i think it even the players that that didn't grow up uh seeing this rivalry you know they grow to appreciate the rivalry 
uh, you know, and, you know, I think the, the thing that, uh, you know, obviously you want to play the, the game between the lines. You know, you, we want to, you know, we want to outclass them, outcoach them, outplay them, outphysical them in every stretch of the imagination. And that's the goal. It's not all the extracurricular stuff that goes along with it. You know, it's, it's the game of football that you want to take pride in and you want to do all those other things. Uh, to impose your will on them, and uh, you know that's that's the part you appreciate because you know you want to respect both sides. You want to respect the game in the meantime, and, uh, and you know that's that's when uh, you know the win becomes so important to you. Tom, Greg Sankey comes out and he says he wants a kinder, more gentler Egg Bowl this year. Is that possible uh, anymore? I, I don't think that's what I said, but <laughs> you want to call it, uh, you know what I what I want to see is, is a physical game, you know, uh, you know when the ball's kicked off and you know you you're playing with all you got for for sixty minutes, giving everything you have, uh, and and playing for your school and the pride and everything that that goes along with it. You know, I, I don't know if the, the uh, I think the thing that you see in all of college football is just not Ole Miss State, the, the extracurricular stuff that goes on pregame and, you know, after, you know, that's, you know, to me, uh, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for the team that's going out there and playing physical in between the whistles and playing hard all the time, you know, and trying to, uh, you know, respect the game of football along with, with winning the Egg Bowl and taking home the trophy. Y'all have had two weeks to prepare for this game. You didn't have a game last week. What does that change as far as preparation and getting ready for the game and all that kind of stuff that goes into it? Yeah, I think the uh, the extra few days you get, you know, gives a chance to get some injuries. Uh, uh, it's the main thing. I think, you know, obviously you get a chance to watch film, but I promise you they were uh, they were watching as much film as we are. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, getting the injuries, trying to get some fresh legs, you know, it's going to be a little something different for us than we've ever, than we've had in the past few years. But, uh, I think hopefully that's going to be the difference is being able to get a lot of your injured players back and, uh, some of the nagging injuries after, uh, you know, 11 games to, you know, uh, to be able to go at it one more time. But, you know, Tom, there's a, there's a balancing act you got to play as coaches, uh, you you want them to keep up that game speed and all that, but you, at the same time you want to rest them. So you got to you know you got to balance it somehow. There's no doubt. Yeah, we've we've definitely done some good on good and uh, tried to match it up. And now you know uh, in the next couple of days we'll try to you know let them rest their legs and you know maybe cut down some periods that last year we would have had to get in. Uh, but uh, I think that's the name of the game is is trying to get that that happy medium, that balance, and, uh, you know, and uh, you don't want to go too long without going that speed of the game. On the staff, you've been, uh, you were on Hugh Freeze's staff, and, of course, you're on Matt's staff now, uh, 2014, 2015, perhaps Mississippi State's best teams ever. The Rebels won once there, once at, in Oxford, and then in 2017 when Matt was the interim, that was a big win. Um, what what are your what are your memories as as a not as a player but as a staff member? Uh, well, I think the the memories the one we let get away down there, I guess uh, six years. So ago. So is the losses oh. for you, Tom? 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's the ones that stick with you. You know, it's, it, in this day in business, it's hard to enjoy the, the victories as much as it does regret the defeats. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, you know, those are the ones that stick out in my mind or are the ones we let get away. But like I said, we've had some very uh, positive memories. You know, I, I love the, the rivalry. I love the everything about the, the competition and going out and trying to, you know, uh, do that little extra against, uh, you know, people that you grew up with. You know, we'll know good people on both sidelines coaching, and you'll know people that uh, from recruiting the same players and stuff like that. It's, it, you know, it, 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 it's a fun time, and it's but it's time that's, uh, you know, very critical that you, you, you hang a lot of importance on each and every play. Talk a little bit about how you analyze this team's progress from start to right now um i mean because the wins have not been there the way you guys wanted i know that uh several close and almost games but at the same time you 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 get inklings from coaches and players alike that they feel like they're close Uh, do you feel that way as well I do, I do. I think as, as, as you know, Matt brought up to the staff, and I know he's probably said to y'all numerous times, you know, I think, oh, this is a buy stop. You know, I think it's, it's climbing, it's coming, everybody knows we're coming. You know, I mean, I think right here in the state of Mississippi, obviously, you don't hear the work that you're doing the national media, but the, the, uh, the, the rise is coming. Obviously, we're, uh, I promise you, Ben, I'm not that pessimistic into the losses, but obviously, you know, we're not, pleased with what the record is right now but from day one to the to uh to right now uh if you just look at the uh the progress of of where we're headed it, it, it's getting there and it's getting there uh you know in a good way you know obviously we addressed a lot of things being able to stop the run being able to run the football you know a lot of those things are positive things that we've been able to do in a very 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 short time and you know now it's it's about becoming more consistent, a more complete team, and I, I think we're headed in that direction. Did you have any inkling that the run game would be this good, number one in the SEC? I, I'd be honest with Chuck, I'd be lying if I said I'd be it up. You know, obviously I think that the, uh, the, uh, the, the production over the last half of the season running the football has been amazing to me. And, you know, like I said, I can't attribute – the, the fact of why it didn't produce the wins that we wanted to have, but uh, but like I said, the uh, the statistics on paper is what were was what you were shooting for. You just wish that they would, uh, you know, lead to lead to the W's on the scoreboard. And conversely, Matt, and this has to be asterisk as well. You know, if you're going to brag on the run game, what's going on with the passing attack? Well, like I said, I, I think that. Uh, obviously when you, when you talk about the passing game and, uh, things like that, I think it's, it's, I just know from me playing as a, uh, a young, young kid and stuff like that, that as a true freshman, it's a little bit more difficult, the passing game and how complex it is. And because in high school football, that's what you do is you run the football a lot more and you're, you're able to do that. And it comes more natural, I guess is what I'm, what I'm looking for. But, you know, I still think we're throwing for close to just under, just south of 200 yards a game, we just got to do it more consistently and be able to to do that. If you can get over 200 and raise that next year to around 260, 
and still be able to rush for over 300 yards, you got something. And I think that's the goal right there is, you know, we're just that, that few, you know, that 60 yards a game to keep them off balance, and it's going to help the run game even more, you know, and that gets scary, you know, for other teams, I think. If, if you raise us to 60, you know, then they will throw for 250, 260 yards a game, and then with the same run game and open up more and more holes. You know, to me, that's where you want to be, and I think that's where where we're headed to. You know, I I, I agree with what you're saying, uh, but my my theory on it is it's not just about being young at quarterback. It looks to me like we're young wide receivers don't know how to get off of press coverage and some things like that because of their youth. Jonathan Mingo is a prime example. I think he's a tremendous talent. But at the same time, I don't I don't think he knows how to play the position for this level yet. What's well, obviously, your thoughts on that? You know, well, I think, Chuck, I mean, you, you have the, the inexperience there that you're not used to having. But growing up, they didn't have the maturation process that, say, if A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, and Dawson Knox stay for one more year, obviously those guys – are not thrust into a starting role. They're playing behind. If a Braylon Sanders does not have to go through the amount of injuries that he has as a big play receiver, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts about that. But this, the truth is that if those guys stay and these guys have another year to mature, you don't even – those guys are playing a backup role. Right. And, you know, they have a year to mature and to come through and things like that. So I, uh, But the fact that they're having to play this year, the fact that they're having to – grow through it, not go through it, but grow through the maturing process is going to get them there faster. Not to give you any ideas necessarily, Tom, but, I mean, when you're talking about the passing game, sounded like a quarterback's coach. Just putting it out there, you played it, you, you know, I'm just giving you a little bit of idea out there. <laughs> well, I don't know, like I said, I, they don't have saying. much, and I, and I try not to give it, uh, give it too often. I try to handle, I try to stay in my lane. Uh, and because these guys are doing a great job, they really are. Like I said, I know at times when the win losses, sometimes people, you know, uh, I promise you these guys want it as much as anybody else that's listening right now and that, that has come and watched us play. You know, these guys right here want to do it more than anybody, and no more than Matt Luke or myself and any of these coaches. You know, we want to be on top and we want to be back to where we know this program deserves to be. I like our uh... – run defense a lot uh, i like what mike mcintyre's done with that our, our past defense though you know with jalen jones going down and being injured most of the year montrell custis leaving jonathan haynes has been up and down with injuries um you know really the only consistent performer in the secondary that wasn't in had been young is is jalen julius um yes the uh, you know having to play DeAndre Prince and and of course Kedron's a second year guy Kedron Smith, but having to play DeAndre Prince as much is is very similar to the uh, wide receiver situation, don't you think? I thought I said you took the words of my out of my mouth. I think that the secondary is real similar to what we have with the wide receiver situation. You know you have a few uh, experienced guys back there, but. The, uh, having to play early and uh, do that to, uh, you know, against some of the best competition in the country, sometimes difficult, like I said. But uh, as they grow this this year, I think it's going to be something that, that uh, we're going to make us a better team in the future, too. 
Tom, we're about running up against a break, and we really appreciate your time with us. Um, good luck Thursday night. I know it's a big game for both teams, and uh, we'll obviously be there covering it and pulling for the Rebels, no doubt. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Thank Tom. you, buddy. Okay, thanks. Tom Luke. Tom Luke, uh, football operations at, out at Ole Miss. I'm, say, I'm saying he sounded like a quarterback's coach. I'm oh, just he, put it out there. No, he knows okay. how to coach. Right. Don't think Tom doesn't know how to I'm coach. Just put it out there. Um, he's he was a high school, was a very successful high school coach before he got into administration of, with the football program. It was funny when you were running through those years. '89, I was three. 90. I was, I was like, oh, my God, I was four years old. I don't even remember these games. You know? <laughs> Chuck's just reminiscing. Yeah. You've been well, doing this a while, my friend. Well, I was 60 then. <laughs> I'm 112 now. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rodeo Hotline. Hang tight. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Rhino, you rocking the nine, aren't you, buddy? We've been going with the Stones and Zeppelin and Mountain and Rush. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we'll go to the control room now. Jack Schultz and around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. The SEC Championship is officially set. Number one LSU clinched the West Division title on Saturday with a 56-20 win over Arkansas. The Tigers are 11-0 heading into the final week of the regular season with just Texas A&M left on the schedule. Georgia will represent the East in the championship game. The Dogs are 10-1 overall, 7-1 in SEC play. They held off Texas A&M 19-13 on Saturday. Kirby Smart's team will face out-of-conference rival Georgia Tech at noon this Saturday, still clinging to college football playoff hopes. Rivalry week is upon us, so there are plenty of intriguing games. Of course, the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night, lots of speculation surrounding Joe Moorhead's future in Starkville. Arkansas is in the midst of a coaching search already, and they will host Missouri, where Barry Odom's seat has gotten pretty hot down the stretch as well. South Carolina faces a tall task against nationally ranked number three Clemson. Florida ranked number 11 faces Florida State. And the Iron Bowl between number five Alabama and number 15 Auburn may also have college football playoff implications for Nick Saban's team. There are a few good games to watch in basketball this week as well. Missouri faces Butler tonight. That's a game Rebel fans want to keep an eye on as Butler visits Oxford next week. Alabama faces number six North Carolina on Wednesday. And of course Ole Miss faces Penn State. 
That's the latest news around the SEC. Chuck and Yancey, I hope you have your stretchy pants ready. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, it's Jack. It's been Jack. <laughs> All right, uh, six thirty over at uh, what's the name of their stadium? Wade uh, Davis. Wade Davis. Yeah, uh, I hate that I know that. <laughs> I didn't know it. I've been over there a dozen times. Six thirty on ESPN, right? Yes, ESPN. Right. Hey, real quick, um, did you watch AJ Brown on Sunday? I did. He went off. Okay, today, Dane Brugler, good friend to talk the Champions podcast. You should tune into it and check it out on SoundCloud. That's mine. Um, he's number three of NFL rookies in yards after catch. He's at 270 so far in the year. He's crushing it, man. Wow. He he's really crushing is. it without good quarterback play. He's had Marcus Mariota, and then he had Ryan Tannehill and I AJ Stanley. Tannehill's done. doing pretty he's good. Done well. They're 4 and 1 with Ryan Tannehill. I was going to say, I think he's doing yeah. pretty good. The Rebels are pretty healed up, man. Uh, Jonathan Haynes is the only guy that they're really worried about, the uh, strong safety. Who plays if Jonathan Haynes is uh, AJ Finley will get most Ooh. of it, Jay Stanley will get some of it. Where's Armani Linton? Uh, Armani Linton is suspended. He's he's finished for the year. Oh, that's news to me. Mm-hmm. I guess me not covering football every single day like you and David yeah. these days. Okay, you, you I miss don't. that stuff. Right. Well, you didn't pay attention when you did. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I do big ticket items. That's why Keith Carter's on Talk of Champions tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, I think it's good that both of our main leadership positions are finally filled with permanent people. Chancellor Dr. Glenn Boyce and Athletics Director Keith Carter, whether you like the choices or not, and I happen to think both of them will do well here. At least that leadership void of interim status is filled, and we can move forward. That's a good thing. The Rebel Hoops team traveled to Memphis to take on top 20 Memphis State and didn't play very well from my untrained eyes. So how's that good? Well, one, they only lost by one and never quit, cutting a big deficit and making a game of it. Two, they took a very athletic Tiger team to the wire. Three, if they play so-so and still have a chance to beat a team of Memphis caliber, imagine what they'll do when they play well. All that's good stuff. Bad? Well, I don't like losing to Memphis in anything. And in just three months, we've lost to them in football and basketball, (laughs) both on their turf, in games we could have won had we played decently. But to play poorly in both sports to that school was hard to stomach. Really, there's no excuse for losing to them in football and in hoops, their sport. Anybody could see that had the Rebels played their normal game, the Tigers might have gone down. Giving them credit, which I have to do begrudgingly, makes me want to puke. (laughs) Ugly, well, to each his own, but I thought the Memphis Tiger basketball court design was a bit busy, which is a nice word for ugly. If they like it, though, so be it. None of my business, just a harmless opinion. The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. So, Ben, we got uh, Penn State uh-huh. Wednesday at 4 p.m. I'm assuming that's Central Time. Yes. Uh, in the NIT tip-off. If they win, they play the winner of Oklahoma State and Syracuse Friday at 8. 
If they lose, they play the loser of Oklahoma State, Syracuse, Friday at 6. And then they got Butler coming in here next Tuesday at 6 p.m. So Kermit Davis Jr. and his folks have their hands full, Bubba. I want to say about the Memphis court, I kind of dug it, but Bradley Sowell, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, was texting me during it and made a comparison to the free throw line looking like an inappropriate comment. And uh, if you look at it, you can't miss it. So if you go back and look at the court, just look at the free throw lines, and you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's so obvious, and you can't not see it. You can't unsee it. Well, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you filling in for Mr. Porter, who's gallivanting around in North Carolina somewhere. We appreciate uh, Tom Luke being on tonight. He was we look great. forward to the Egg Bowl 630. Look forward Thursday to it. night. Way to put it. At... Uh, what is it? Wade Davis? Wade Davis Stadium. Davis, Davis Wade, Wade, whatever. Davis Wade, isn't it? Okay, yeah. I'm just okay. trying to not say curse words. All right. We'll be we'll <laughs> see you next Monday night on the Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Should Good I night. do should I do the Yancey? Hotty toddy. Yeah. yeah. Hotty toddy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.